Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And this is another special edition of Mashley at the Movies. This is our 31 days of Halloween where each day in October we discuss a movie in the horror, thriller, mystery genre. And today we're going to talk about the sequel to the landmark film Psycho. This is Psycho 2. Yeah. And we discussed Psycho as part of the series um, last October. Right. Which um, you can find on mashleyatthemovies.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, Psycho 2 came out in 1983. So it's a little over 20 years after the events of Psycho. Mm-hmm. Norman Bates has been in an institution. And uh, he has now apparently been rehabilitated. <laughs> and is uh, released into society under the supervision of, a, of his doctor. Played by uh, Robert Loja. <laughs> and... Uh, Norman goes uh, back to his motel and house mm. on the hill mm. from we saw from the original movie, scene of the crimes, yes, basically, and is trying to uh, live his life. And he gets a job at a diner, and there he meets a young waitress um, named uh, Mary, and that's played by Meg Tilly, and um, they kind of develop a, a friendship, sort of. And also, Vera Miles is back. She was in the original movie. She played the sister of Marion Crane, um, the, the Janet Lee's victim of the original film. Uh, and uh, she's back to try and get Norman locked up again. So there's a lot of forces conspiring against Norman Bates in this movie. And will he go crazy again? Yeah, yeah I'm not sure if when you get out of a mental hospital, it's good to return to the scenes of your, your murders and live there. Um, perhaps not the best idea. But uh, happily, though, this movie is not just a retread of the first movie. Um, yeah, there's more going on here. There's, like the, like the original mo- movie, there's some twists and surprises. And they manage to be a kind, kind of original and, and different. And I think they work in this movie. Um, I, like the first movie... I think the success of this one hinges a lot on the performance of Anthony Perkins, who I think is great. He's so awkward and frightening and just flaky as Norman Bates. Um, yeah, you you have a sense of unease the whole time. And the way he delivers some of his lines... Is so funny sometimes, and I think it's. I mean, it's supposed to be. I think it's, but he still manages to be um, scary as well. Um, so you know, this doesn't. This movie doesn't have the skill of Alfred Hitchcock behind it. It doesn't have quite the. The. I don't know. There, there's not the. The cinematography isn't quite to the level of Psycho 1. Um, just the filmmaking in general is not quite there. But it's, it's you know, it was never going to equal the first one. I think they did a pretty good job here. Um, so. Yeah. Um, I'm a little biased. This is a movie that I first saw back in the late 80s. And uh, I watched this so many times that, you know, I can quote scenes from it. I mean, I, I know exactly how one scene flows into the next. Um, I love the score. Jerry Goldsmith is my favorite film composer, and he scored this movie. And I think it's just a, it's a wonderful score. It's beautiful and it's haunting, and it can be fierce when it needs to be. Um, 
Richard Franklin directed this, and some of his shots, he has a lot of shots of the house in this. Mm-hmm. It's one difference between this and the original Psycho. So in the original Psycho, um, I had a lot of different settings, I think. And yes, you know, it focused on the motel a bit, mm-hmm. but a lot of it was the motel. The house on the hill that where the, you know, Norman lived was... Um, kind of until the very end of the movie, it was sort of kind of off limits. You didn't see a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this movie is all about the house, and I and I kind of like that. And I and I love some of the shots of, of just the house on the hill, like with clouds behind it or evening twilight. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you're right, Anthony Perkins is great in this. He's very, um, you know, he's very awkward. <laughs> um, Meg Tilly, um, it's really weird. I, Meg Tilly, I used to have a crush. When I was younger, I had a crush on her in this movie. I don't know whether because she looks a little boyish in this movie. but uh, um, And to get really personal, um, I sort of identified a bit with Norman Bates at the time I was watching this sort of late 80s, early 90s. Not because I've murdered anybody, but because um, I felt very awkward in that, at that age. I still feel awkward now. <laughs> but I, I felt very awkward then. And a lot of it was sort of, um, you know, to do with, like, my sexuality and just, you know, not knowing how to approach people or t- being nervous around people, you know. And that's the way Norman is, particularly in this movie. Um, and it, it just, I don't know, I identified with that. And, and I think that that's, as I got older and I learned more about Anthony Perkins, <laughs> I sort of feel like that's an interesting thing that you know mm-hmm. I, I felt about it because Anthony Perkins was uh, even though he eventually married a woman and had two kids um you know he according to Tab Hunter anyway had a relationship <laughs> with Tab Hunter back in the day and was not I don't think terribly comfortable with the sort of gay side of his life mm-hmm. um but that's all about not anything to do with the movie per se but uh, I, I know I, I really I really like this it, it's it's funny, rewatching it again for this podcast, I was reminded of what I've always, if I'm being honest, reminded of ever since I first watched it, which is it gets to be a little uneven um, in, the, in the back half, I would say. So it's almost two hours. The first murder doesn't occur until like 40 minutes in. Um, and I like actually, I think almost the first half a little bit better than the second, even though the second goes kind of bonkers. I also think the editing could be a little tighter or different in the back half of the movie, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I feel like scenes feel a little repetitive. Um, but I've always thought that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does have a lot of twists and turns, you're right. And I, I think it's, it's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see what you mean about the the back half being a little weaker. Um, I, I, I agree with that. And I, I also agree with the, the score. I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting... I mean, if I was going to make a Psycho 2, my first inclination would be to reuse the iconic um, um, score from the first movie. Bernard Herrmann. Bernard, Bernard Herrmann, yeah. Bernard Herrmann's um, famous score. Um, yeah, they chose not to do that, and that, you know, that's an interesting decision. But I think this, the score that they ended up with was, was really good. Um, and, you know, maybe you don't want to live in, you know... I get a feeling that they didn't want to just retread the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, there's, it's, it's another psycho movie, so there has to be some connections, um, but they didn't want to completely just redo the, the original one. So I, I appreciate that attempt, and um, I like 
you know, I like Vera Miles and I like that she's here to connect us to the, to the victims of the, of the first movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, really solid attempt at a sequel to a classic film. And you know what do you, I don't think he could have hoped for something better. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Um, and going back to the score, you know, like I said, I think it's just, this one's great. Uh, Psycho 3, which came out, I think, three years after this, which I don't think is as good. But it's okay, but it's not as good. Mm-hmm. It has, though, an interesting score by Carter Burwell, mm-hmm. who has also scored movies like Fargo and, and others. Oh. But um, it's a, it's, I, I admire his score for Psycho 3. And I, in certain ways, almost think it's like the best part of the film. Hmm. But it's not to my taste as much as Jerry Goldsmith's score for this movie. And we talk a lot about scores. I think, <laughs> I think in a horror movie, the score plays a really pivotal role because I mean it really sets the mood mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. and heightens the excitement or the suspense. Um, so yeah, a score is really important. I think in a horror movie. So that's why we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And um, something else I want to mention, too, uh, just because I think it's, it's, it's kind of funny, is this movie was written by Tom Holland, who um, it's not the Tom Holland of Spider-Man. Not Spider-Man? Oh. Spider-Man's Tom Holland wasn't even born when this movie <laughs> came out. But he wrote the screenplay for, you know, Psycho 2 and Cloak and Dagger, which if you're of a certain age oh, like we are, you'll remember yeah. that. Uh, Fright Night, the original Fright Night, oh. uh, and uh, the original Child's Play. Interesting. So, um, you know, he's someone who I think, at least back then, did some did some good work. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, what do you give this out of 10? Well, I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. <laughs> uh, I give it an 8.6, and our score then is a 7.8, and it's a, uh, it's a rotten 59% <laughs> on the tomato meter. But, you know, what do they know? All right, thanks for listening. Thank you.